Drake Digital with Drake West and Sid in the morning and the afternoon. Hear all the shows at drakehallmemphis.com. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, good day. This is the with 29th the day of June. And, you be and with all the bad things going on, it's the most wonderful heat, time no power, of the year. The world in general. Turn it down now. It's the loud. Thank you. Certainly. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I hit the out. fade button like twice, and it didn't. It, it's like it doesn't want to fade. Yeah, it wanted well, to keep matter. playing. The power Nothing of Andy works Williams. Why start now? Uh, there is reason for hope. Christmas in July starts on Saturday, and the Hallmark Channel celebrates 2023 Christmas in July with special holiday themed programming, beginning and running all the Fourth of July weekend. If that does not make you happy and smiley, I don't know what's wrong with you. This is their 11th year of this debacle. Merry Movie Week uh, is going on. And the holiday fair begins July 1 and goes through July 4th. The irony or the idiocy in this is not lost on anyone. And they're providing fan favorite movies. Yeah, like what? <laughs> because there are some? What? I, uh, they, they've they made some new ones. And they oddly have the same script and the same people in every fucking movie. To vote for your favorite, you go on to the Hallmark uh, Checklist app. and But they're going to be showing a Royal Christmas Crush. That's a brand new movie. And the Christmas Reboot. So... Um, if you're in the mood, and really, who isn't, with 115 degrees, um, this should get you right where you want to be. Is this just <laughs> depressing as hell, or is it, is it, is it me? I, it's, it's... I just saw this, and went, you know, I I know it's almost the end of end of June, so this has to be right around the corner, yes. and surely it is. It is, <laughs> and you know, you know, if they did not do this. There would be hordes of people lobbying complaints about it loudly. Yeah, and they're all women about 75 years old, I'm guessing. Uh, I can't imagine who is the audience for this. But but here they go um, at, at the peak of summertime. with We have dangerous heat um, today and across the area. Across the majority of the country, it is just awful. You toss into that the air quality. From, you know, fire, smoke, and things like that, they continue to be all pervasive. And if you're outside, and I tried this yesterday for a bit, and my, my wife did too, and about an hour and a half in, I began to feel a little bit uh, wonky. It, this comes on you quickly, so don't ignore all the warnings, because they're for real. The worst part of this is uh, 29,000 or so people still have no power, and that's been since Sunday. Yeah, geez. They have no power, yeah. which means they have no air conditioning and no fans. And um, this is a, is a really, really bad thing to watch. Um, they're doing their best at MLG and W to get this together. The biggest hindrance so far, it seems like, the, the, this one story says that the problem is uh, all the vegetation, all the trees and things, 
have not been attended to or tended to in over five years. Therefore, when this hits a certain area, like Bartlett and Raleigh and Fraser, and those places that are a bit north of the main part of the city, it is it just it just destroys things. And there are trees on houses and on cars and this may take them days going forward to get this done. I am thankful to have lights on and air on. And beyond that, I mean, I, I'll just imagine people who are sick and in bed and all that stuff. And hospitals, I guess, have to use generators. And a number of people are really having a rough, rough time with mm -hmm. this. And so, um, man, thoughts to them. It's awful. And it's it just is what it is. This morning, Lawyer Bill will join us to uh, go over some legal issues as we uh, enter into uh, an interesting week for us. Um, a couple of more days, and uh, this will be a memory. And um, that will be tomorrow, will be the last day of Drake Digital. But more on that later. No one's listening anyway, so no one is going to be concerned about it. Uh, so... Uh, that, uh, is in the news and, uh, I don't feel like getting into stories. I, um, I was thinking the past couple of weeks and past couple of months about, uh, about doing this and continuing to do it after all these years. And then I had a small reminder of why maybe it's, um, well, there are several things. I saw a a Facebook post uh, from a guy named Lee Abrams. And Lee Abrams is a man who was the first consultant in radio in the 70s who took stations. His first one was in Raleigh, then New Orleans, and then up in Louisville, where I worked as a young man. And he came in to what was pretty much a free-form radio station, much like this one was intended to be. And... Um, put in a structural format and began the process of making radio um, more sellable and more commercial because everything is all about money. And um, so he wrote a long, very smart, very interesting look at the state of the business. The interesting part is, is that he wrote this two years ago and he put it up again this week as a reminder of what he had said. And the basics of what he is saying is that radio is heading toward extinction, which is no surprise to anybody with a car radio or a home radio. And he highlights the problems and they all revolve around or around one thing, which is finance. And these big companies and the small companies are all trying to um, divest themselves to lose to sell these stations because everybody is in financial straits. And I checked the uh, stock prices just to see one indication of the big companies and what now the uh, stock price of anything doesn't indicate the full value of the entity but it does represent uh, the spot they're in and, the, and their ongoing challenges. Uh, Cumulus Broadcasting, where we used to work, and thank God got out of that before it uh, did a 
dive into the ocean and explode it, much like that little submarine. Uh, stock price is about $3.05. iHeartRadio, which is, uh, I guess, a, a few thousand stations, they're at about 3 bucks too. Uh, Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, who owns uh, the river, uh, 104, they just pulled off FM 100 off the radio and put on country music. Uh, their stock price is not even worth one cent, 0 0.07. That's wow. less than a penny. Uh, the the uh, point is is that, and the the main focus of his observation on broadcasting and on TV and radio is that everybody lost sight of the importance of the content of the talent of the music and they have been doing the same thing for 40 years and they never changed it because their eye is on one thing what would that be commerce money yep and so as a result we had some friends and family in town last weekend we're outside by the pool and we brought out a boom box to play some music for the kids could not find anything worth listening to on the FM dial and just turned it down. Honest to God truth. Now, the future, as he points out in this article, and that we've, has, we've already known this, is digital like this. But if you're ahead of the game like we were on this, you have skeptics and you have those that don't feel like putting any money into it to market it, to sell it. And as a result, after three years of doing this, uh, I guess since January on this, this part of the output has been online, then people forget about you and they don't know that you're there. And plus the programming on these radio stations uh, is, is abominable. It's horrible. The talent is not good because nobody has been groomed like we were as kids to learn how to do radio they weren't taught they had no mentors um or, or they they don't have any we used to have some and uh but now they're just they're fighting for their lives waiting every day to be fired or to see all these companies perhaps merge as one so it's not a great time to be in broadcasting uh on tv and I mean, just watch the TV news locally. It is a crying shame what they are producing. And um, it's unfortunate for those who are trying to keep a job and feed their family, but it's just spiraled uh, to a place where it's just not doable anymore. The companies can't afford it. The value of their properties has diminished to almost nothing. And they're either trying to sell them or to, uh, I don't know, just to, to survive a day at a time. And so this attempt that we made, and we're given the opportunity uh, by our friend Shay Flynn to let me build what I thought would be the future of radio with lots of songs and a morning show and things like that, seemed like the smart way to go with this. And we did. Um, but ultimately, 
uh, it's difficult to find support among, let's say, a family business when one person is behind it and others are not. You end up with, well, no support and no money and there's nowhere for it to go except away. So um, that's about as nice as I can put it, I guess. But we've had a, a, a great time doing this, and um, uh, who knows what the future holds. There's the, the, the avenue for many broadcasters is podcasting, which may be a part of my future. I'm not sure yet. I don't know. Uh, but I do know that this is the last couple of days of this experiment, which we thought would be um, a pretty big deal. But I think that in general, music radio and on any platform is suffering. Uh, and radio is the most prominent of those that are suffering. And this one, um, albeit, I mean, it, this, this station with over 2,000 songs is entertaining uh, and so forth, but when it has no support and no marketing, um, I mean, maybe even if it did, it wouldn't work. I don't know. And and by making it work, I mean sales and that kind of thing that makes the radio station and the company money uh, and then makes us money, which we don't have any of. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's 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 been fun. It is fun, um, but uh, but uh, for the time being, it will be a, a sabbatical uh, for me at least. Uh, Wes and Sid have have real jobs, uh, kind of, and so <laughs> we'll see what what continues to unfurl uh, in the months to come. But in the meantime, we um, will look at what we'll have our our buddy Bill here today. We'll thank all of our friends, like Alan, at his shop uh, over in Whitehaven, South Haven. Alan's Automotive has been supporting this radio program uh, the past three years and a long time before that. He has been there for us forever, and we can't thank him enough. The uh, Facebook page will stay up and active um, for us to make announcements about things and to thank these sponsors ongoingly. And Alan is the top of the heap with that bunch. We can't thank him enough for all he has done for us uh, personally and professionally. And, uh, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, the guys over at the, um, the Hook Point Brewing Operation, which has the, the tap room over off of, on, uh, on the Brookhaven, has been kind enough to join us for the past couple of months, and they are great people. We hope that they continue to have success with their new project and uh, they were they were really good dudes. They have a a great place with craft beer and with great food and now some music and all that stuff. Um, and a list of others from Woodland Tree to Jameson Pest and Lawn. Uh, the list of advertisers who have been a part of my life for 35 years in this town uh, have been very thoughtful and very helpful because we had a strong product and we and it it. It helped them, and it helped us. That's how this works. But uh, when you, when the money factor, everything revolves around commerce, and you know, God bless money and the banks, but they can also be a detriment 
when you're running out of gas to keep things alive. And that's just what it comes down to. Always has, always will. And then the thought of continuing to discuss the world at large, even if you erase all the news, all the local news and the national news, I go through it, uh, well, less and less all the time. But I just cannot see a future for myself talking about, let's see, I pulled up some of these headlines. Um, train hits car on South Parkway tracks. That's news. Uh, let's see. Woman accused of stabbing daughter to death. Gosh. Okay. The city council did approve a new budget, giving police officers and first responders a big raise. That's good. There was no arguing over this because they had money in the in the bank due to all the money they got from from uh, COVID. The uh, county commission can't agree on anything. Um, a property tax increase that is pretty minimal that would have helped the med advance themselves and their technology to help people that go there because they're sick or hurt or whatever. But just to sit back and observe the Shelby County School Board, people like Wanda Halbert, and by the way, the new, um, the, the new budget was, I guess, done yesterday or this past week, and they, there also are new laws in effect in Tennessee and uh, other states to go into effect on July 1. One of the ones around here that is uh, just tremendous there will no longer be a vote on the ballot for the Shelby County Court Clerk, thanks to the remarkably incompetent fool that is Wanda Halbert. They'll now be appointed by the council and the mayor. So just the fact that she has sustained and kept a job after the shit show that she has orchestrated for over a year is just one more reason to not even bother. Uh, these governments up there are uh, in disarray. They always have been. There are great parts to Memphis that I adore and have for a long time. But the inner workings of government and people that make decisions is a joke. And it continues to reek of uh, corruption, bad decisions, and bad people that have no business being in these positions. Um, but I look at these headlines and just think, you know what, I, I just don't want to talk about any of this stuff anymore. I find very little in the news to be interesting. The things that are involving arts and music and books and those things I find interesting. Uh, but everything is dominated by bad news and fear and fear mongering and incredibly unlikable, inefficient, incompetent politicians. I don't care anymore. I don't want to talk about it with my friends, my family, or anybody who listens and has to me for a long time. It's a complete waste of time. And so I just don't see any. And then, if that weren't enough, mm -hmm. yeah, Pat Sajak who I have mentioned before over the years. Uh, when I was a kid in Murray, Kentucky, I spent about a year with Pat Sajak as like my mentor and my 
older buddy because uh, he had come back from uh, Vietnam and he came to this small town to decompress. And uh, he was on site on first meeting of very, just kind of a, he was, he was way, way out of his realm there. He was so smart and so good already that uh, I was on his coattails as often as I could be just to watch him. Well, 50 years later, uh, he has been the host of America's Game, the Wheel of Fortune, for 41 years, and he's retiring. And he will His last appearance will be this time next year. They'll be taping the new season in September, and he'll be leaving in June or July. So immediately, the list of candidates to replace him came rolling out. Among them were Ryan Seacrest, Whoopi Goldberg, Vanna White, as I mentioned last week, his daughter, uh, Maggie Sajak, who you can assume uh, adopted uh, his wit and his gift of working with people and his charisma and all of that, to replace someone like him on a game show. And a game show has never been as dominant in America as that show. You can go back to the 60s with a match game, let's make a deal, the price is right, and the list goes on and on and on. But Sajak and 41 years of this have been a notch above whatever a game show is. It's a part of the fabric of this country over the past, you know, 50 odd years, because it was on before Pat was ever there. Chuck Woolery was the very first host of that show. So... We're all thinking they'll take some time and make the right decision. And I'll be damned if they don't pick the worst possible choice <laughs> of uh, any human being walking the earth. And he's probably a nice guy, but he is the safest, most non-threatening white person who won't offend anybody who's done more gigs. He is an empty vessel. <laughs> Ryan <laughs> Seacrest. Uh, Ryan Seacrest is the new host of the Wheel of Fortune and why they made that snap decision with Pat on board as a consultant for the next three years. What was a It will never be the same. And the talk now is that uh, Vanna may bail too. I... I'm so as disappointed. much of a habit as that show is to watch, uh, my interest will be gone on day one. Doesn't he have I enough jobs? He's had, he was on Idol, Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve when Dick passed. Mm -hmm. They put him in there. He was the host of all the red carpet crap on the E! Network. He has a radio show in L.A. He did this show with uh, Kelly Ripa in New York. He was flying from coast to coast every week. The guy has some kind of innocent, non-threatening appeal that the powers that be that pay all the money want someone like him who's safe and who won't say anything wrong and will be unnatural with the show. I can already see it in my mind. It, it's it's not going to work. That's just my guess. I mean, you see what happened. 
on uh, Jeopardy when uh, yeah. Trebek died. That's been a cluster from the get-go. But you take a show like this and put in Ryan Seacrest. But it, but if the most important things in our lives are who the new host of a game show is, maybe we have more problems than we realize. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the worst thing. Then actually, we're in, standing in a pretty good place. Yeah. 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 I, I, it, but it but it's still just wrong, you know, because you cling to the things that you're used to and you watch the same shows and you watch the same movies over and over again because you're comfortable with them. You enjoy hearing some of the same songs because they make you feel comfortable and you like how that feels. And just knowing that, you know, Sajak would be there with Vanna at 630 mm -hmm. every night, there's some comfort in that. And now, uh, or in a year from now, that will not be the same. Um, so we didn't have, uh, nobody asked us our opinion, but I saw some of the comments, of, uh, they were brutal brutal so uh, this guy I I mean you really it's hard to not be impressed by whatever magical stuff he has that impresses people but I think it all goes back to being non-threatening and to being a nice good old genuine clean-cut American kid who could do anything interview people and turn on that fake smile with a drop of a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, mean, nobody, I you know, I don't no, care. No, nobody could replace Pat. Nobody's going to be as funny. Nobody's going to be as, as quick. And just nobody's going to be him. But but he, Ryan Seacrest is the least funny person I could have even thought to fill in that void. I don't know. You know, when he first came on with, with a Kelly What's Her Nuts, uh, I watched it a, a, a few times. And once the guy relaxes, he he's he's not dumb by any means. He's he's pretty quick, um, uh, and pretty. He's like a mannequin whose lips move and sounds come out. <laughs> um, and he and he, there's no danger there. There's no right. there, there's there's no wit. Um, and if you look back over the years of what what uh, Pat did. And you see some of the best of highlights. I mean, the dude did some really funny stuff, had some great reactions. Um, but anyway, if our main concern is life, or you know, in life is that, well, we're in a deeper spot than I thought we were. But uh, it's that's just the way it is. But I, I, um, you know, doing this job for as long as I have, in various iterations with my friend Zeke for a long time, uh, which pretty much changed my entire career and to and to get to a a whole new level uh and then losing him and then um you know floundering in the dark and pulling you two guys in uh into a spot you weren't accustomed to and having that that last for almost eight years has been a a real joy and um so i didn't plan to go into all this today but you know whatever um <laughs> And uh, it just is what it is. And it, it, it could have been more. And it, at some point, it may be. I don't know. It all depends upon who you get involved with and how much they believe in, um, in supporting you and, uh, and if this thing has legs. And I, I firmly believe that in five years from now that this will be the source or the go-to 
for any kind of you know music listening but with Spotify iTunes title the other ones you've got a place to go for music and it's not gonna be the radio it is uh, it's virtually over for them go up and down the dial and try to find some place to stop and not be annoyed in 30 seconds it's impossible so um, thoughts I was telling Sid uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about this when when handwriting started appearing on the walls. Yeah. And <laughs> you know what the uh, the Snuggie is, right? I got three or four of them. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever heard of the colors? Have you ever heard of the Slanket? No, but it sounds the, like it might be its little cousin. The Slanket came out. It was the exact same thing. Came out like five years before the Snuggie. I remember seeing ads for it, a few, and then it just sort of went away. And then the Snuggie, uh, you know, the Snuggie came along and people had gotten used to the idea of what that was because of the predecessor that ultimately failed. It's like my my wife says, the second person that does it, they're the ones that succeed because someone's tried it, they've proven it, but it didn't, they were proof of concept. So we're the slankets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, someone uh, else, someone else is going to do this very thing, and you know, next year, a few years down the line, it's going to be huge, and no one's going to care that we're going to be up, jumping up and down, going, "But we did it first. Well, um, this um, Facebook post that I referenced earlier from Ali Abrams, who I worked with up in Louisville, because that was the third station that he did uh, with his restructuring of the uh, format, and I did it again with him in San Diego uh, about three years later. And um, so he's always been uh, at the lead of all of this and has been a proponent of the music and of good radio and of the cultivation of talent and content. Uh, But he even points out that anything that is music-based uh, even if it's on the internet, it has to be done a certain way or it's not going to work. Because what I had in mind when we built this thing was to have the ultimate playlist over, you know, seven decades. And I put it on over the weekend. And I'm, I've had a hard time even turning it on because it just kind of, you know, bums me out a little bit. On the other hand, I'm, I'm ready for a, uh, a, some downtime. Uh, but um, it sounds so good and it's so entertaining. But uh, he just, I have this thing pulled up over here. He just mentions that the, um, the red flags are the main components in the downfall of radio in general and in network TV. Mergers, Wall Street, the economy, and acquisitions. That's what everybody cares about except the listener who doesn't know and doesn't care. But he also points out that, that the uh, playbook hasn't changed in 40 years. The most music, the most variety. Your favorite hits back to back. Two for Tuesday, Cafe Rock. Nobody gives a shit. It's 40 years on. People have choices. A lot of choices. For a long time, it was only radio, and radio could cater to those desires and your taste in music with country 
with urban, with R&B, with rock, with light rock, with soft rock. And, but those days are in the rearview mirror. And now the challenges are for those that own these giant corporations. How do we get rid of these stations? And how do we make back at least part of the money we put into them? That's their challenge. The listener is the least of their concerns. Because ratings anymore don't really matter much. They're hard to sell. And it's the least of anyone's concerns. They want to get rid of this, make their money back, and do something else. And that's where it's going. But he breaks this down into some really, really smart, you know, he's, he said that, that all is not lost if somebody has the brains to approach this with an entirely different look. Maybe something like this. But that brings you back to the thought of if music radio is, in fact, a dead issue, you know, one of the attractive parts of this was that, this, that, that there weren't two stop sets every hour with 10 bad commercials back to back to back. Mm -hmm. It was all music. Um, and that's an attraction. But when you can, cannot take your radio outside to entertain your family and the kids and you can't find anything on it to listen to, that's a problem and so here we are at um at the end of this experiment and it's 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 been a joy in uh, many ways and in in many ways it's been a complete letdown but um that's just the nature of life isn't it uh our buddy lawyer bill will be uh joining us if, if you want to go on and just have him join or do you want to play a song or yeah, I'm, I'm stuff reaching out to bill right now if he comes on real loud or anything i'll i'll i'll, I'll adjust it like the professional okay. that i am man indeed this will make you laugh somebody texted the other day and it's somebody from pensacola who who listens and That's it says do, says do me a favor when you can tell drake a long time listener wanted to say get at me dog <laughs> I don't know okay. if you know that person or not, but hey, and hello, you know, Bill. Oh, dog. oh, yeah, that guy. That is the response. How the hell will the I possibly know? Who me, that I don't know. I don't know. Get it, me, dog. Yeah, I, I'm also looking down here at uh, this post. One of the um, points he brings up about the current, um, let's say, ownership and middle management at local stations and the middle management at the corporate offices, they've been the a demise of all, because they're all experts. Wink, wink. Uh, and he has a highlight here on the two problems, denial and arrogance. <laughs> anybody have any thoughts? <laughs> well, anybody know anybody like that? Uh, and the digital excuse, um, Digital is now, he writes, and the future. Pretty obvious, he says, but it's often an excuse because you don't know what else to do on the radio. I know of two other people in this country who are doing a similar thing, and they're having a hard time getting it off the ground because the you know GMs at at, at these radio groups and stations are afraid to try something new. 
This terrifies them. Let's keep playing Def Leppard and ACDC and Guns N' Roses and it'll all be fine. No, that's the problem. That's the point. You've kept doing this and doing Two for Tuesday and all this uh, cliché garbage for so long. Nobody buys it. That's why FM 100 is gone. Because the audience for that for, for that station, that, that legendary station, is probably 18 to 34. Because they're playing uh, today's hits. Well, there aren't any kids that age listening to radio. So they just pull it off the air and put on country. Which is also turned into a cliched joke. So... You kind of walk and talk in these same circles, but the answer is as yet unavailable. That's why you have Spotify to make your own lists and to do your own thing. And the majority of people of every age do. I've talked to some of my oldest friends who have been in this business as long as I have. Many of them bailed five years ago because um, they, they just saw it coming. And they, you know, they're just saying it's, it's, you know, it's just time. There's nothing left to do. So uh, you can see it as a experience to do something else or to just go fishing. And um, somewhere in between is the answer. I'm not sure what that is yet. Has lawyer Bill joined us? Yeah, yeah. I said hey to Bill a few minutes ago, but you kept talking. Yeah, I, I, well. I, I tried to echo, I, I tried to play the part of Zeke. You know, that was the get at me dog, get at me dog. Uh, <laughs> Zeke would clearly enunciate every word of that. Like a, Anyway, uh, like, like only he could. Get at me dog. Get at me yeah, dog. I, you know, and, uh, and on that note, let me just say here that um, in September, I believe it'll be, there will be uh, a presentation and award on Beale Street um, in honor of Drake and Zeke, one of those brass notes will be put down on the sidewalk and I'll be buried under that along with Steve Conley um, uh, where he's already been buried under ours because he asked to be. So um, <laughs> that's not really true. There are, Dave there Brown are, will go by and clean off that site for eternity because he is immortal. Well, uh, this is going to happen in September sometime and we're going to keep everybody apprised of that and have a little party down on uh, Beale Street and be, be um, immortalized in the concrete yeah. until they dig it up and put somebody else there. No, so, they won't do that. Uh, uh, but, that but that's an honor, and uh, we, we are pleased to have, have that coming down the pike. And uh, so that, that'll be cool. And uh, one of our longest associates and uh, good friends in real life, Bill Jones, uh, became lawyer Bill in uh, what February of what year? Oh, that was two thousand and uh, two thousand and six. Jeez, um, yeah, I, I came on, and uh, man, that was a fun time. That was a yeah, it was yeah. It is important to remember the joy that provided that that this whole thing gave us, and the laughs and the. Uh, hijinks uh, yeah. that went on uh, in those times. You can't lose sight of those memories because that's what this is all about. And we I, made some dang memories, I'll tell you that. I just, I remember no attorney in town would touch you. Uh, Could you blame him? 
no attorney in town wanted to come on and give away a divorce for Valentine's. And <laughs> I was I was young and stupid enough that I didn't, you know, I, I thought this was it. This was a great chance. I, I've, I've had all the snooty lawyers in town tell me we wish we would have taken them up on that. <laughs> um, because it changed the trajectory of, of the firm. I mean, it was great exposure, uh, and it was a natural fit. It just, you know, John Morgan called right after you took that gig and said, man, lose this wanted, kid. He's too young. I'll do it. I'm yeah. Morgan and Morgan. So I think Morgan, 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 and Morgan are doing just, just fine. They're, They're getting by pretty well. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. the only ones on the TV that don't come off as, as uh, complete sleazes. So, you know, I, I think he's got, he has a chauffeur that just drives him around so he can constantly use his medical marijuana. It's a brilliant. Is that true? Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. that'd be slandering the man. Yeah. Um, well. Uh, but I mean, yeah. he he's built it to where he needs to. Um, he's got other other attorneys handling it, but he's fine. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Yeah, I'm just kind of you know scanning down this this memo that I have uh, referred to, media and information um, in all caps here. It says is the new rock and roll music isn't it facebook and twitter and such that's the new basis of culture and music is an outlier do you believe that no i i i think music is i don't know people there's a reason that i can't quote to you um word for word the entire you know Declaration of Independence. However, I, I can probably sing every word to Fat Bottom Girls. It's, mm -hmm. it, you, yeah. you, you know, lyrics just get inside us. The music just gets inside us. I, I don't think it's going oh, away. I don't think I, it's on the side. No, 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 no. no. In, in this context, though, it is on life support. There oh, is sure. nothing in the world that unifies all human beings regardless of where you live and where you are, like music does. There's nothing else. Literature and books and newspapers, well, that's an afterthought too. Uh, th there is no, no one thing besides perhaps nature that unifies us as human beings like music does. And that's why this is so sad to me, because this presentation that we came up with here, um, was meant to do that to cross over all all the colors and all the all the races and all the different kinds of music and all the things that we all can in some form relate to. It unifies us. Look at all these giant festivals and all the endless endless stories about this, that, and the other. Music is the great unifier. Well, the, the other uh, but, cool thing, but, the other but cool it's thing all become about... so endlessly fragmented, and its presentation has been so diluted that it is an afterthought. The, the other cool thing about what you, what you were doing, um, even, even me, who I, I consider to be myself a connoisseur, to know a lot of music, to have real eclectic taste, but here you, I'd listen and I'd hear like versions or cuts that I had never heard. Um, so, I mean, it, it's not your common everyday what's on top 20 radio it's well, that was the point was to make this a, a diverse yet comfortable to 
How many cuts do we play by the Eagles that were never hits? A yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just one one small example of 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 the depth and the breadth of what I tried to do here. And a number of people got it, but when people don't know where you are, and we left the max in uh, twenty uh, twenty, I guess, and no one knew, knew where we, it just we, it just wasn't it wasn't clear where we were because it jumped around a little bit and uh, ended up on the internet, which I was fine with. Uh, but even when that becomes unaffordable for a company to sustain. Well, they just, people that own, own these businesses, own these companies, some small and some huge, uh, are afraid to take a risk. They're already hanging on by their fingernails. So how much risk do you want to take uh, to institute and to introduce something like this, which is entirely contrary to what you've been doing for 40 years, playing the same handful of songs with the same bad talent on the radio, uh, and then 20 commercials per hour, they've pulled it off, uh, but they wake up every day, I guarantee you, wondering if this is their last day. And that day is coming, uh, but I don't wish it on anybody. You know, In this town, I would say I would give a respect and a salute to Ron Olson, to Karen Perrin, uh, they are pros on probably the best programmed of the stations in this town, 104 The River. They have hung on. Hell, he was here when I got here. He was four years old when <laughs> I moved here. Forever. And I guess that uh, Steve Conley is still out there someplace, you know. Uh, but beyond that, you know, Stan Bell is a great guy who's been on the air forever. The majority of the other talent is dead, or should be, uh, and so um, you ride the horse as long as you can, and then when it's time to get off that horse, you get off of it and see what else there is to do. So I guess I could be a lawyer. I've learned so much from you. I could take over your practice probably. You, you could, yeah. Come on in. <laughs> Get some crayons. We'll do you up a law license. It'll be great. Well, uh, so how is the law business on Ask Lawyer Bill? Eight seven eight nine four two zero. Yeah, I mean, it's people hate each other. The yeah. heat is about to uh, help us. It, it, I'm telling you, it gets hot. People go nuts. Uh, they start calling in. It's good. What, it's a good time to be a lawyer. What happens when, uh, at, you know, Sunday... It rained down here. I was asleep, and it rained, and I got up and thought, well, uh, okay. I cannot, you know, it's it's all been rained on. All the flowers are good for one day. Cool. And then I didn't realize how bad this was oh, until we, Monday. And I wondered about, well, first of all, you wonder about insurance, and you wonder how much your premiums will be going up. And then you wonder about the lawsuits to come over, whose stuff is in whose yard and who is to blame. Does that play into your gig? Uh, I mean, it, it, it can, we get calls on that, but the answers, the answers to that, those are pretty cut and dry. So this was an act of God. This was a force majeure. Um, no one's responsible for it. You know, 
God's responsible for it. Um, and good good luck suing him. Um, if if it, your neighbor's tree falls on your house, your insurance is going to pick it up, unless you told your neighbor, "Hey, you, you this tree's and it's dead. Uh, you've been put on notice." Then maybe your neighbor's going to be liable. But this was just a big old storm. Um, I'm I'm the same with you. We were playing cards. My parents, who live up in Tipton County, called me and. They wanted to check on us, and we were like, "Yeah, we're we're sitting here playing cards. What do you what do you need?" Uh, and they were all huddled around, and they just got power last night at six thirty. Jeez, uh, it's a bad wow. time to have no power and no AC. It's a it's a bad scene. Yeah, we should all be thankful for what we have. With the heat out there, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, it's not a good thing. Uh, were there any questions or comments for Bill on any of this stuff today, Sydney? Actually, there's there's there are a cup there there are a few comments, but there's one from Connie from the other day. She'd like your advice, Bill, for a Mississippi lawyer that would take on a class action lawsuit. It would be against a utility company, Holly Springs Utility Company, to be exact. She said I could go into all the reasons, but it would take the entire segment. Yeah, um, b- believe it or not, for for class actions like that, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to find a bigger firm like we talked about, like one of those Morgan and Morgan, somebody that just has the huge bankroll that can support it. Um, so as far as, as far as looking down there, I would look towards some of those big firms, some of those national chain firms, because they've got the deep pockets to go in and, and take care of that. Um, I will tell you this to divert away from her quick question there. We have talked about class action lawsuits uh, here forever. And the fact that if you are involved in one, that you end up with a check for four bucks. Thanks. Um, and so nobody bothers. Well, this one I still don't understand, even though I um, looked it up and I didn't want to ask too many questions. I got a piece of mail this week and it was obviously a check. And I thought, what in the world could this be? And then I opened it up. And it was a lawsuit with State Farm, who has been my insurance provider for a long time, and a company whose name I don't recall, nor will I say it anyway, uh, that somehow was dabbling in and affecting life insurance policies. Hmm. Uh, And I got a considerable... Uh, a good-sized check for doing nothing. And I thought, now, so I came up here and I typed all this in. And it was written in this, you know, legalese and all these words that I didn't understand. Uh, but I don't know if uh, tampering is the word. But I don't know how many folks have State Farm life insurance. But if you did, you got an eye-opening amount of money. I'll well, say that it that it was at least a thousand dollars, and I went, oh, wow. "Wow, free money!" Well, so that means that there was a smaller class, right? So if sometimes in a class action, you don't want a million people. The attorneys trying to sign up—that's why they're on TV with the ads saying "Call us and sign up" because they want more people in. If you've got a small class, and nobody call me. Yeah, if you've got a small class that's automatically in, so I'm assuming a lot of people don't get their life insurance through State Farm, 
you've got a smaller class. So yeah, you'll get a little bit more. Um, I guarantee you the the money you got, the eye-opening money, although it's probably nothing to sneeze at, it's nothing compared to what the attorneys got off that. Nothing. Well, I was, you know, I was just amazed to see that. And uh, so basically you're saying you're, you're buying drinks tonight. No, I'm not buying no. anything. No. Um, right. In fact, you owe me money for years what? now. So, um, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> this is the last go around. Uh, so what else do you have for Bill well, that me, you want to share? Let me, what? let me, let me hit some of the big changes that are, or some of the changes that I think are going to affect you uh, come July some of these new laws that you need to, to need to know about. I've got this pulled up in front of me to ask you about. Well, some of them are, some of them are asinine. So, you know, I just want to talk kind of about some of the bigger ones that I've seen. Um, there's the Bailey Highway Safety Act. Uh, that, I love that, that one. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It's one of the, it's one of the top favorites. It basically yeah. says if you see a car on the side of the road with its hazards on, yeah, you got to move over. Right. If you see a stop, basically it says there's now a law that says you need to do what. The right thing. Yeah. What people with a soul do. And that's if you see an emergency vehicle, pull over to the side of the road. If you see one stopped on the side of the road, move out of the way. Even if it's a pedestrian vehicle with its flashers on, stopped on the side of the road, move over to the other lane, get out of the way. If not, you can get ticketed. The fines are for up to 500 bucks for the first offense, jail time, and 2500 for any more violations. Like, you'd be stopped. I've seen this forever, and I always change lanes for the most part. If somebody is uh, on the roadside, uh, broken down. Uh, but how are they going to keep up with people that just refuse to pull over, that just you know speed on by in the right lane? And who would ever get a second offense for doing that? It yeah. seems like more wasted words and wasted time. Now, good news for Wes here on this one. Um, yeah. The law states now that a person is immune from prosecution if they overdose in the streets. So if, if you My overdose, weekend is set. Yeah, so if you overdose <laughs> this weekend... Just fall out with the needle hanging out of your arm. You can no longer face criminal prosecution. Now, it's at the officer's discretion. They still can, but now they have the option of saying, nah, just let him be. <laughs> well, you know. So I you got that going help. for you, which is nice. So what was the impetus to waste time on that idiocy? I would, I would assume it, it's giving the officer the, the discretion to just go, man, these guys have had a bad enough day. We're not going to handcuff this kid to a, a hospital so bed is, and take him in. It, it is a victimless crime, much like, you know, taking the pot. Uh, however, that's been a, a giant story forever, which is now going to end up just, you know, just being a non, non-entity. But if you're lying in the street with a needle in your arm, uh, he's okay. Just leave him there. Somebody will pick his ass up. Victimless yeah. crime. Screw him. Okay, students can report professors who teach divisive concepts under a new law. Are you shitting me? Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so how do we divine, divine uh, a Freudian slip? How do you define 
a divisive concept based upon whose perspective. You, you, that's the that's the issue. You can't. So some of these laws, remember, okay. So joke. these are laws that have been promulgated by our legislator. So in Tennessee, our our body of legislators have drafted these laws. They've codified them. They put them down. Now, what will happen with new law, as always, is as they try and implement these. Um, they'll be challenged in, through the court system, and, and that's where we'll find out what, whether or not these are good laws, meaning whether or not these laws will uphold um, the checks and balances that, that we've got in place. Yeah, the court system needs more garbage like this to clog up the works. Sure. Okay, I didn't keep this story, I don't think. Uh, what is the future of, and I, you know, one of the things that uh, struck me as I was giving the thought to how to, um, uh, whether or not to continue to do this and if it was worth the time to do research and to do show prep and to do, and to find enough stories that were not horrible to even, you know, do a you know show or a podcast or whatever you want to call it. Um, and every time we enter into this discussion with you, we talk in circles and hit a wall. And the one I saw this week earlier was a dude with a butcher knife stabbed a bunch of people in his house. And he was out on bail uh, back walking the streets. I don't understand, and you have explained this before, that these magistrates make the decisions and they cut these people loose. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter if they're out there with cars being broken into and uh, j just just the endless array of crime that puts you in jail, yet you're cut loose in about two days when somebody comes up with a bond. Uh, yeah. This guy stabbed people in his home, uh, three of them with a butcher knife, and now he's back out to stab again. My man, how, why cannot, why can't somebody fix this? The, so there's a long, I mean, we've been through this. There's know, a long and arduous a explanation, long but circle of discussion, but, but the, if it, what we can boil it down to is it, it, it is the, God, this sounds so cynical, I guess it's the cost of freedom. It, it truly is. You have to, we have to give this guy the presumption of innocence under our, under our system of laws. Ask the people that he stabbed. I, I, completely agree that that's why look well i'm not going to say that on air um you are on the air no one's oh, listening no, to this no one's listening me. no <laughs> uh, i mean look sometimes the old west justice you, you need the you need the posse um, yeah. but we can't string them up you can't encourage that but what i'm saying is uh, the the system's broken um but in the same way the system's broken, that's put in place because you and I can sit on air without knowing all of it and say, this guy obviously did it. He obviously stabbed. But you have to give the guy the presumption of innocence. I, it's a, that's the price of freedom. I don't know any other way to put it. It sounds corny that yeah. way, but no, that's what it, it is. No, it makes sense. It is, it is a, it is a uh, foundational... Um, 
principle. Principle, I guess, it is a it is just part of the way it is, which is a problem with a lot of things. It's it's just the way it is, which harkens back somehow to this talk about you know radio and its uh, demise and its future extinction, because they want to keep doing it the same way. Nobody has the guts to stand up and say this is forty years old. It's outdated. It's worthless. We've gone broke. We are we are trying to sell a bad product. But hey, what the hell? We all have jobs today. So why change anything until it all just blows up? And in this case, you so now you want to lock people up for accusing a teacher of being divisive. Okay. As usual, it makes no sense at all, and which is why if you do any kind of a talk show kind of format like this has become and was with uh, me and Zeke, uh, it, there, you, you can't win in any discussion because somebody always has a, an alternate uh, answer and or reality that is entirely opposite to what yours is. Everybody has their own perspective and their own set of rules. And nobody can find an answer. So it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Until we are all extinct. And well, it's, it's, it's come all down, on fire. It's come down to it's my way or, or, or not. There's no, there's no compromise, compromise. anymore. Yeah. It, yeah. It, used to be, it used to be, hey... I don't think the way you do. I'll never think the way you do. Can we still be friends? Used uh, to be, yeah. Now it's if you don't, if you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It is rough. It is uh, has turned into a, a very strange place to be, and I don't know how these guys that do these talk shows on politics and well, it, they're just unlistenable, and it's awful radio and. They have no audience to speak of, and um, well, you've tried to not do politics a lot. Um, oh, which I've, but I which have I've been. Enjoyed. Oh, oh, but I've I, I. That's one of the things that is always a a button puncher for some, and for yeah. some that agree with you, it's not. Um, it's really hard to walk a line because people hear what they want to hear, regardless of how diplomatic, tactful, and down the middle you attempt to be. Somebody else hears what they want to hear. And I was told over at the other place, one morning I, or for several days, I was lambasting Marsha Blackburn as hard as I possibly could without ever saying her name. Because she is a worthless hag. And I was told by the market manager... Uh, who has his own opinions on politics, that that was not cool and not to do it anymore. That's when I knew this was over, over there. And she can kiss my ass still, by the way. Worthless, like most of them. All right. I see I get no response from that one, from any of them. I just... So anyway, uh, anything else said? Teresa says, "Question for Bill: Who can I sue to make a bunch of money to keep y'all on?" 
<laughs> Nobody, Trace, but you sure have been a good friend over the yeah, years. Trace. Thank you. I, and I appreciate the business you've given us over the years. Uh, I do. Look, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't want to. I know you're not doing a corny farewell or and, and all that. But, nah, in but truly, I, I, a big thanks. I mean, you, you, Wes, Sid, uh, old Jessica, uh, Zeke, y'all all changed the trajectory of my of my life, uh, and I, I do appreciate it, man. It's been awesome hanging out, and I can't wait. Whatever the next iteration is down the line, I can't wait to to join and hook up with that and. Um, oh, I just... believe that there is a place and room for uh, podcasting. I believe there is a a way to do that with you, um, with other people that we have worked with and known. There is a way to do it. Um, the uh, Facebook page will exist, as will all of our other social media stuff. Um, the website, I believe, will still be operable. Which means that we can do, you know, podcasting if we so choose. Uh, but um, we aren't the only people who are, you know, the victims. If you, we, we aren't victims. Uh, we are the recipients of uh, it. It's they just can't afford to continue to put money into a thing that doesn't make them any money. Uh, and I understand the economics in that entirely. It might have been a bit different had the product been marketed and sold to make money, but that wasn't in the cards for a number of reasons that are not um, really you know, worthy of uh, going into. Uh, but um, you know, it's uh, it's kind of freeing actually. I have done this for a long time, and I hope that over the time that we have introduced you to good music and to good books. Uh, I was thinking about all the authors we talked to over the years and it's an impressive list and all the guests that we had and all the interviews we did with people that were in politics at a time when it was not the most uh, despicable uh, career in the world. We did some really good things and um, You had some awesome best. authors on. Who? What, what book though did best. you get you got the most questions about that Julian Winsome book, though, didn't you? Julius Winsome was, um, that was in the first couple of years uh, over there, 05, 06, 07, Julius Winsome, because I, I read the book and Zeke read it, and I, I, I talked about it on the air a lot, and I explained the plot line and the concept of the story, and it really hit a lot of people and um, it sold a ton of books around here so much to the point that the author himself Jared Donovan is his name and I believe that's that sounds Irish he he tracked me down through the publisher and emailed me I believe and then we had a phone conversation and he was moving from the States back to Ireland or back to someplace. But he called just to say, you know, thank you. I don't know what you did, but um, the book sales, you know, for this uh, went through the roof thanks to your support of it. And I said, well, you know, uh, that's one of the great, great loves of my life is literature and books and words 
and it always has been and always will be that and music and nature and gardening are my and my family are the things that I'll be focusing on and the rest of it I have really lost interest in most everything else sports has become they're just gonna rain every bit of it from golf to, to baseball it's you know I just don't have the passion and the interest I had for a lot of things that I had let's say you know 10 years ago everything is different now and it's just the evolution of mankind headed toward um, the end of something which may be right here on the on the cusp I don't know it was fun but you can't do it forever so but I don't I'm not going to use the word retire because I don't really feel that way about it but I do want some time away from it uh, to get a clearer look at my own self and that um, at what I want to do so uh, that's pretty much the nuts of it were there anything else to ask Bill or we want to let him go and we can go ourselves and play some songs not necessarily to ask Bill, but here's a nice one. Bryce says, what can I say? I'm understanding of your situation, but man, if I really made listening to you guys every day a normal habit of mine, it'll really be hard to adjust not having you guys. I'm hoping for the occasional podcast and for you, uh, maybe you meet every once in a blue moon. One can hope. Also, will Lawyer Bill be continuing his podcast anywhere or Wes's podcast? Thank you for all you three have built and done for all your listeners over the years. He says, me being 29 and listening to you guys since I was a kid has me bummed out. God bless, says Bryce. 29. Mm-hmm. So we helped to run his mind, obviously. Uh, <laughs> good. Yeah, I uh, the, uh, the optimism that I carry from this is that there is a future if it's done properly, if the podcasting can continue, there are things to say and stories to tell. Uh, and I would uh, would find that interesting. Um, I'd, there's no place and no, no radio station. Um, <laughs> this this, uh, this a buddy of mine uh, who in fact hired me in Dallas in 1980, 81, uh, he came from Rock 103 in Memphis, and he was hired in Dallas, and he hired me. And he and I have kept up over the years, and he ended up being a, a programmer in Chicago. He was a general manager. He worked in research. Uh, he's been in every facet of this business. And he got out five years ago because the writing was on the wall. And... Uh, he sent me a note and said, um, you've had a, a, a great career. Uh, don't look back. Uh, it's just, it's just time. And he said, the one lucky thing is in all caps, you'll never have to work for assholes ever again. (laughs) I may frame that. Um, I'm not sure, but interesting point. And you really can't blame. I don't blame anybody for anything there are some bad people that did some some really unseemly flat out uh, fabrication and lying uh, to get us um, well to move us around and avoid having to pay us anymore and it worked out for them well not very well so uh, I I point no fingers and place no blame you just go where the path leads you and it isn't always pleasant but you end up somewhere so 
things could be a lot worse, and I have no regrets about any of it. I'm not done with my massacre that's coming on those that I wish harm on, but I won't say their, their names right now. Wes knows. <laughs> and I'm not going to say any names either. No, of course not. <laughs> I, as, as your attorney, I really don't know that I should be pressing for any. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be a material witness at this point. I, no one's listening to that. It, 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 it doesn't matter. But uh, we'll be here, um, you know, on the on the Facebook page, and there'll be updates about what we're doing. And Sid has so kindly uh, kept the Facebook page and all of our social media up uh, at an impressive level. And there are thousands that still play with that stuff. And I guess that they're out there. And uh, Wes has done a remarkable job with all the, you know, techie issues and taking care of how this thing sounds. And um, uh, we've had a fun time together. And maybe it's not over. I don't know. It's over for now. Uh, I know that. Um, but uh, And tomorrow is the last day. And there will not be any big proclamations or crying or weeping or bitching and moaning. It's just the way it is. And it's how things evolve. And you can't fight that, and I don't intend to. Uh, but you'll always be a part of my life, Mr. Jones. And uh, you've been great to me, too, as a friend and as a lawyer. And uh, I thank you for that. Uh, how do we get a hold of the Jones Law Firm? Because Bill does have a job. Yeah. Um, the office number is always... 761-5353 and there will always be uh, lawyerbill.com is how you get to us All I'm, right. I'm not giving up the moniker That's I'm Lawyer Bill, you guys made me Lawyer Bill so I have judges uh, you, that call me Lawyer Bill well as they should um, and once you run for a uh, judgeship someday I'll go out and knock on doors for you you'll, get out, you'll, you'll, you'll burn the stump with me I like it yeah, well, maybe that's probably a lie, but it's something good on the air. <laughs> All right. William, Thank you I'll all. be talking to you, my friend. I'll see you soon and uh, send me a check. Thanks a lot. Thank you all. Bye. Thanks, but <laughs> Bye, Bill. <laughs> all right. Uh, anybody have anything else they want to Can I once again say that I wish Ryan Seacrest would oh my spontaneously God. combust so and, and die in a flame? Ah. <laughs> uh. So bombed. Uh, Amy says, please listen to the kinks around the dial. 1981 speaks to all you're talking about. Mostly, though, just want to say thank you. Wish you all the best. You'll be missed, says Amy. Thanks, Amy. Yeah, we'll Tim. put something up on the Facebook page. I'm going to, I'll write. I uh, found this uh, incredible video that I want to put up uh, maybe tomorrow morning um, uh, just as a an expression of uh, how... Uh, this makes me feel at the moment, which is uh, surprisingly unemotional. I don't have any any lingering doubts or any anger or any... Um, I just don't have any feeling about this um, at the moment. It may hit me later, but I don't, I don't believe that I'm done. Um, I might be. I don't know. I don't know. And it isn't on me to decide that today. I don't know. As long as you guys have jobs, uh, which you do, uh, then I'm happy that y'all are okay. And I'll be okay. If you see a guy that looks like me 
with a, with a shopping cart with everything he owns in it under no. a bridge overpass on the interstate. Give me five bucks, will you? And um, I sh I'm only kidding. <laughs> I am thankful for my family and for you guys and my friends and all those that we had some impact and effect on with music and with books and with just the general discussions of life. And uh, it's been a pleasure and a privilege to do this. We'll be back in the morning uh, briefly on our last official day. All I care about now is not having a heat stroke and getting ready for Christmas in July. It's the good. rest of it, I don't care. This is Drake Digital.